0: Hey there, we're Tali and Ophira dude, identical twins and astrologers. Welcome to Astro Twins Radio, where we bring the stars down to Earth. January 15th and 21st could literally be one of the most transformational weeks of the entire 2024. Wow. We're calling it Power to the People Week, and we're going to tell you why. Because this is the week that Pluto... The planet of transformation, alchemy, deep, systemic change is moving out of Capricorn into Aquarius. It's like the phoenix is rising from the Earth, from Capricorn, and taking off in the air. Aquarius, this is something we've been talking about since last year. Now, Pluto is still a planet to us astrologers, and you know, because it's so far from the sun, it really takes a long passage through every zodiac sign, 12 to up to 30 years. So since 2008, it's been in Capricorn, the sign of governments, banks, the economy, um, hierarchies. Know. It's basically everything that this country was built in. And it's probably no accident from a karmic and astrological perspective that it's making its final round in Capricorn. It's going to be back one more time from September 1st to November 19th for the election. If you've listened to our podcast for the Trend Report of 2024, we talk about that a little more there. But this is the week that Pluto passes the Capricorn patriarchal power, staff of power, to aquarius which is about technology community uh sharing among the people and that's why we're calling it power to the people week pluto however is a power monger and he's not exactly handing out like you get a seat on the supreme court and you get a presidency you know Oprah may be an Aquarius, but she's certainly not Pluto. Pluto is all about the underworld, the lord of the underworld, and the things hiding in the Pluto's shadows. is the ruler of Scorpio. Pluto, wherever Pluto is, people tend to get possessive, secretive, controlling. You know, Capricorn is not just about the patriarchy either, although it is a sign. You know, Capricorn is the eldest earth sign. So I like to equate Capricorn to crystals, Mm -hmm. um, gems, things that stay in the earth for a really long time. Um, You know, there's lots going on in the world around uranium, things that are buried under the earth. Um, Those natural resources, Pluto and Capricorn really kept tight control over those. And a lot of the wars that are going on right now, If you dig a little deeper, which Pluto always does with a shovel and a drill and, you know, Mm -hmm. a a periscope and a submarine, um, you will find that there's wealth trading hands, that there's some Masonic secretive stuff going on. So now that Pluto will be moving into Aquarius, an air sign, we may also see... Uh, Fights for control of airspace, uh, (laughs) information, uh, spread of ideas, intellectual property. We're already seeing that actually. It's interesting because in 2023 when Pluto was in Aquarius for just a tiny sneak peek from March 23rd to June 11th, the pandemonium began around AI and intellectual property rights. Intellectual property is another way of saying pluto and aquarius it really right? is i who owns the ideas the things that are literally air <laughs> so but on a personal level let's talk personal yeah. you know it, when, a, when a big what it's called an outer planet that's anything from jupiter on out since they move so slowly when they move this podcast will get a little historical it's what's called mundane astrology because Those are the planets that shape the larger trends that we all experience, but they do impact us personally anyway. So if since 2008, you know, so much has been going on around money and wealth and personal property, personal ownership, as well as authority and leadership, Capricorn is about that. So really coming into your own, uh, whether that's as a leader, creating a personal brand just figuring out what your boundaries are you know all the talk about trauma and boundaries is very pluto attachment attachment. Attachment. Pluto. pluto is excavating those things pluto is about the how we attach to people while maintaining or losing a sense of self and power so in capricorn which is this is yours this is mine it's been about that now that may shift with pluto and aquarius to a more communal, how do we share common space? How do we coexist? We're all kind of living on top of each other. And, you know, there was also a lot of talk of loneliness being a pandemic as well during Pluto and Capricorn, which served up a real pandemic. But the pandemic or epidemic of loneliness can be cured by community, but Pluto and Aquarius is going to show us what healthy community that does not take your individuality and autonomy from you can look like. You know, Ophi, are there any things about Pluto and Aquarius that we're looking forward to? Because- Oh wait, this nice twin move, (laughs) she has to put it on me, you know, it's hard. Pluto, as you know, a kidnapper and god of the underworld in mythology, doesn't exactly have the reputation of the person or figure you want to hang out with what well, yes pluto is deep you know the, let's talk about just like scorpio you know is the ground dwelling scorpion and its lowest vibration and then the eagle uh when it can soar above and observe and then the phoenix when it rises from the ashes to reinvent we are also going through another phoenix phase with pluto transiting into a new sign so a, you know how will Pluto act as a phoenix for you? How could it? Uh. Well, I think you know Pluto in um, in Capricorn may have had a hand in the uh, the willingness and even the legalization of plant medicine. People going on shamanic journeys. I think of Capricorn mm. as a shamanic sign in many ways. That Earth medicine psilocybin ayahuasca um other plants cacao Uh, so pluto and aquarius may um may build on that Uh, i know ketamine clinics are opening uh more of the scientific the site mdma is being uh legalized in some places for use with depression or at least some tests so I think that has a lot to do with pluto in capricorn yes because anything that came from the earth so i don't know the will there be compounded more compounded in the lab things like yeah mdma and um i think that's kind legacy could be, could be could take rise in a, in a healing wave with pluto and in, in aquarius and on a personal level because i know that's not Everyone's cup of Aya, you know, Pluto and Aquarius can really um push us to get more deeply involved in um our activism and our Aquarius is about changing systems. We could, you know, people have been talking about that for years. There have been marches, there's been mobilizing, but we're not seeing systemic change. In fact, one might argue that, you know. We've turned back the clock. Certainly that's true in the United States with reproductive rights. Pluto and Aquarius will not, um, you know, suffer fools in that arena. There will not, there'll be, I, I think there'll be a lot more of a progressive shift with people. However, that could also veered to the opposite extreme with Pluto's power. Yeah, you just never know with Pluto. So, I mean, if you think about when Pluto was in Sagittarius, which rules publishing from 1995 to 2008, this is a good example of like what a full Pluto cycle will leave behind. You know, we were in publishing, working in publishing since the early 90s. So it was all magazines and print and books. And then the Internet disruption really came along and even started to wipe out all the bookstores and print. And, you know, at first it seemed like a total wrecking ball, but then what it brought in was digital, the digital dispersion of, or disbursement of information and things to read and things to learn, knowledge. And it saved a lot of trees. It did, it did, digital learning and digital publishing. So it left that behind. So what pluto leaves behind is usually to to stay so it's left behind new government uh, you know reforms underway cryptocurrency cryptocurrency bitcoin is literally being uh considered as a etf right yeah as we're as we're recording this on january 9th the the sec is due to vote on a Bitcoin ETF, which is something we wrote about in our 2024 horoscope book. Um, So, you know, shamanism, trauma work, all of those things that came from Pluto and Capricorn are definitely here to stay. So Pluto and Aquarius, I think, you know, Aquarius is also sci-fi aliens. I was just reading in the Wall Street Journal about how You know, UFO talk is here to stay. It's um, not—it's not scoffed at anymore. It's being taken seriously by governments and scientists and researchers. So, yep, Pluto is in Aquarius for solid twenty years after November nineteenth until it'll be there till January nineteenth, twenty forty-four. So, this week the Sun and Pluto are traveling together in Capricorn. Last time in our lifetimes, they'll ever be both in Capricorn. So it's a a week of reckoning with power, the powers that be and the power within ourselves. Where do we stand and what do we stand for? And then on Saturday, Pluto and the sun both move into Aquarius. And it's the first time in our lives we will experience both of them in Aquarius together. So it's a week of unprecedented, lasts and firsts should be very interesting and what i think is um unusual about you know pluto and the sun together and uh is that there's such opposite energies the sun is that bright beaming light that you can't look away from it's the ruler of leo so it has that optimistic energy showy look at me and then Pluto is the ruler of Scorpio. So Pluto's mysterious, it's secretive, it's nefarious, it's furtive, it hides things. So get ready to also, you know, maybe feel like revealing a secret uh, this week or finding out some information. People may be very confessional. You may have some of the most profound and deep conversations with people. Uh, it's. I think it's a real opportunity for illumination and epiphanies to it's like a spotlight shining into the depths of a cave. So. If you're someone who spends a lot of time navel gazing, looking within, turn your focus outward. If you're somebody who's always, wow, where's the next shiny thing? Look inwards, no matter where you fall on that spectrum, look in the opposite direction of where you normally do. If you are someone who reaches out for validation, get out your journal. If you're somebody who is addicted to journaling (laughs) um get out of your room and go interact with some other humans that's my my advice now just um we have a couple other transits earlier in the week we on wednesday the 17th Mm -hmm. our waxing quarter moon uh is building on the january 11th new moon in capricorn energy this quarter moon is in aries so um If you were a little bit, you know, you may have made some real big goals for yourself last week on January 11th. But now it's kind of like with that quarter moon in Aries, it's like, now, how will that affect me? Aries gives you a chance to kind of do a little personal gut check and say, is that really going to make me happy or not? Yeah. And also if you're just busy making all your spreadsheets and plans about it, just get out and take one action. Aries is a doer, so this is doing energy. Are you are you ready to take the first step of walking that talk? Um, and then on Friday, we've got Mercury and Jupiter in a trine, which is a favorable, harmonious angle. So Mercury is also the chatterbox talker. And Jupiter, so Mercury is like the things that you've written down and the data and the info and the little scraps of paper and ideas. And Jupiter is the supersizer, the big talk, the big lofty vision. So at best, it's a great idea to break your large ideas down into a small plan, action steps, milestones, or to take all those scattered small ideas and connect them to a bigger vision. Why are you doing this anyways? And Also on Friday, we have a little tricky moment for love with the Venus Neptune square. A square is a more challenging angle. So, Venus and Neptune are two sparkly eyed, rose colored glasses, love in love with love. And they're in the most like rose colored glasses signs. Venus is in Sagittarius and. Neptune is in Pisces. Neither one that really likes to deal with limitations and realities. So it is possible to overshoot the mark a little bit in love, um, or even just be in a little denial that you cannot uh, can't ignore anymore. So it might be a day. It is a good day though too, if you've been too rigid about things as Pluto leaves Capricorn, like to release those things. Someone I Some know was like maybe. thinking about doing a plant ceremony to open her heart. That would be maybe a good day to do that. I mean, with squares, you always have to be a little careful because we don't always know our limits, especially with Neptune. Neptune can make us overshoot the marks. So I would actually be careful with any sort of substance, legal healing or not. You could have too much of a good thing in a Venus-Neptune square. So sure, you deserve to treat yourself and enjoy, but... Uh, just make sure you're being responsible. You could end up saying or doing something you regret this Friday, including otherwise. forgiving someone who hasn't really earned it, or sweeping something under the rug. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I, it's also I, even if there is something to talk about, Friday's not the day. Venus and Sagittarius can be a little bit blunt edged, and those conversations could go sideways. So you know, spend your weekend around people who you have an easy breezy vibe with and, you know, or, or who can help you process some things. So you can get it out. Sometimes, you know, as a little with a sounding board, you know, and then we have the weekend of Pluto and Aquarius and the sun and Aquarius versus the sun on Saturday and in Pluto. And, you know, this weekend, Pluto moves so slowly that, you know, it's not like, Oh, my God, life is going to suddenly change. But for some people, it will, especially the Aquarians out there and the Capricorns. If you have either of those placements in your chart, we have Capricorn rising, Jupiter and North Node. But um, especially if you have anything in your chart at 29 degrees Capricorn or zero degrees Aquarius. And if you want to find out, you can do a free chart at astrostyle.com slash birth chart. We highly recommend doing that because... You can follow You'll, along as we go through every week yeah, of podcast. and learn more and more. In fact, little announcement: Uh we will be we are now taking applications for our become your own astrologer course. Yes, it's true. We have answered the call for years. People have been asking us to bring back the course we taught seven years in Tulum at this wonderful retreat uh from twenty thirteen to twenty nineteen but that only held 20 people. And with the world becoming more and more interested in astrology, everyone knows maybe just enough to be dangerous (laughs) and even more. But we are so excited to be breaking it down for you guys. We're doing an eight week course. You can read all about it, um, astrostyle.com slash BYOA dash apply that's become your own astrologer you will learn to confidently read charts understand houses degrees aspects what all the planets and signs mean and how to actually read your chart or for someone else um, in a way that leaves them feeling hopeful empowered inspired and seeing the magic that's encoded in every birth chart so that's become your own astrologer AstroStyle.com slash B-Y-O-A dash apply. We have limited spaces and it'll be beginning on February 24th. So if that's calling to you, we hope to see your application in our inbox soon. All right. Have a great week of transformation. It'll be really interesting to meet on the other side and see what this Pluto shift does. It's going to be great for astrology, actually. Aquarius rules astrology. So... Now it's time to really tap into that power, too. We'll see you next week. We'll talk to you next week. And thanks for tuning in, everyone. As always, thanks for listening. You can discover more of your star power at astrocell.com. And be sure to follow us on social at AstroTwins. Join us next time for more cosmic fun.